Dear brothers, it is past time to talk about my drug of choice, coffee. Every morning, I wake up, walk out of the door, turn our beautiful espresso machine on, listen to it as it warms up, ensure that there are fresh beans in there, courtesy of our favorite Black Rifle Coffee Company, and I brew away. When I sit down to write, coffee is there. When I go to the gym, coffee gets me ready for it. When I need to think heavily or deeply about something, coffee is by my side, ready to initiate some higher level processing. Needless to say, coffee is my wonderful addiction. The real question is, should it be? And is it even healthy? And is caffeine really a drug? I am going to break down everything you need to know about caffeine this morning. From timing, to dosage, to how it affects performance and cognition, to if it's dangerous for your heart, and pretty much everything in between. So let's break down coffee, or caffeine. So first things first, what does caffeine do? So in simple terms, Caffeine can help increase your potential muscular force and excitability. It can block what we call adenosine receptors, which can provide the feeling of not being tired. And it does show some increase in norepinephrine. So norepinephrine is your neurotransmitter that basically is released often during fight or flight situations. It does some little things within cells, which are really beyond the scope of what we're gonna talk about on here. Um, but what we just talked about is really the quick gist of it. So let's go through the effects of caffeine, which tend to concern people. First one being caffeine is shown to increase the overall force of each heartbeat, but not necessarily the number of beats. So you'll hear people talk about, I have caffeine and my heart starts racing. We don't necessarily have proof that everyone reacts that way or that's the normal response that we get. There can be a lot of factors involved in that, such as anxiety and what have you, but we do know that the force of contraction can increase. For novice caffeine consumers or people that drink caffeine infrequently, there can be a change in their blood pressure or an elevated blood pressure. But for people that are chronic or habitual coffee drinkers, we don't see really any changes in their blood pressure over time. People will say that you're gonna increase or you're gonna have to go to the bathroom a little bit more. And I'm not just talking about, you know, taking a leak here and there. You're gonna have to go talk to a man about a wallaby often frequently as well. So the real question is, is caffeine safe? The answer, based on our current data, hell yes. There is a great study from Trumbull, which came out in 2017. Um, which I can put a link to so you guys can see it. And this is just one of many research articles. I don't like taking things out of context, but I'm gonna read to you the specific finding in here that says the following. Existing literature suggests moderate <clears throat> 400 to 600 milligrams of caffeine intake is not associated with increased risks of total cardiovascular disease, arrhythmia, heart failure, blood pressure changes among regular caffeine consumers, and hypertension in baseline healthy populations. On the contrary, consumption of moderate amounts of caffeine is associated with a reduced risk of CVD or cardiovascular disease and may even be protective against CVD. 
Additionally, caffeine is not consistently associated with changes in heart rate, cardiac output, EKG parameters, or heart rate variability. Now, you may have noticed that there may even be positive effects on cardiovascular health that they cited in the study um, above. There's obviously still a lot of discussion on this amongst the medical community, but the one thing that they have confirmed is that at this time, caffeine as the above mentioned, or at above mentioned doses, that 400 to 600 milligrams, shows really no dangers and actually might have highly positive effects. So for those of us who are not trying to be mathematicians right now, 400 to 600 milligrams of caffeine is what you would typically see in like four to five-ish cups of coffee or six to seven, eight-ish cups of tea. So let me talk about tolerance before we get into the real wonders of, of caffeine. So the research is really variable in terms of tolerance to caffeine intake. So some people tolerate it really well. It can have it really at any time of day and it doesn't impact their sleep or their function or really anything. Other people take it and they can have a lot of trouble with sleeping or a lot of irritability or other kind of issues that pop up. So there's certainly a dose dependent effect that you see with people, but it is very subjective and so we have to kind of look at that from person to person. Some people tolerate it well, and some people don't tolerate it well. But there's also a lot of other factors involved when we just look at caffeine. You know, it's not just caffeine, but what are other foods they're eating? Are they exercising? Are they not exercising? Are they taking any other medications that may be impacting how they're sleeping? So caffeine is just one thing, but it is definitely dose dependent. I do know people that they have one cup and they're like, my heart's racing and I don't feel good, so I just don't drink coffee. And that's perfectly fine, there's no harm in that. But it's really hard to tell people like, this is how much you should drink because this is what it's gonna do. That's not really quite how it works. So another thing is it's important to note that although withdrawal symptoms can be seen, such as like headaches or some fatigue when people stop or when there's a cessation of caffeine use, it doesn't really have the qualities of addictive drugs as you know other things will in the world. So it's really not classified as an addictive drug. People are able to kind of come off and on of it pretty easily. I have had times in my life where I just like gave up coffee for three months, dealt with headaches for a couple of days, and then it, it was gone. It wasn't like it was a big deal. Um, some people are like, I have to have coffee or I'm gonna die. But as a general statement, we don't consider it an addictive drug like some other heavier things might be. So something else to note is that we were just talking about kind of going on and off caffeine. The dosage that you consume, um, or if it changes across time, it doesn't affect the effects of caffeine. For instance, if you normally have 300 milligrams of caffeine a day and you stop for a week and then you do it again, you're gonna get the exact same amount of muscle excitability and contraction that you did before. It doesn't improve or decrease because you stop taking it and then you start taking it again. That's not exactly how it works. But just like anything else, like we've just talked about already, it's gonna be individualized to you. So how much you take is really up to you. If you start noticing that sleeping or getting up or you're groggy or you're fading really hard every afternoon uh, without coffee or when you're taking coffee or you're starting to get like the Alabama shakes and your hands are up, maybe it's time to like step back and not quite have so much and adjust accordingly. So 
again, caffeine is just one factor involved in these things, but it's definitely something you should consider if you're noticing those kind of changes. So those are all kind of the boring things that we have to talk about with coffee. Let's talk about the fun stuff, or caffeine. I keep confusing them. From a performance perspective, caffeine is freaking awesome. So it improves aerobic endurance, i.e. running or cycling to exhaustion, the things that we've researched really well. It improves short bouts of anaerobic work or sprinting type work where it's like 45 seconds to a couple of minutes of aggressive high intensity exercise. We have seen it improve upwards of 3% of people's vertical jump and strength abilities when you look at all the studies in aggregate. And that's just physical stuff. So obviously we're seeing strength changes, power changes, uh, aerobic and anaerobic capacity change improvements. But then there's the cognitive stuff. So we see improvements in cognition, decision-making, reaction time, vigilance. All of this is getting better when people are taking caffeine. So the next thing let's try to give you guys is dosing. So my recommendation for all of you is start with a couple hundred milligrams of caffeine or basically one to two cups of coffee maybe 40 to 60 minutes before you go and exercise or before you need to do some specific amount of work. Assess your tolerance and then go up from that point. Certainly consuming eight plus cups a day might be a bit of a stretch and you should build up to any kind of level like that and I really just wouldn't recommend it. The only data that we have on it being like lethal and like mega dangerous is when you start getting up to like 75 plus cups of coffee for like a 150 pound person. Don't be that guy, don't be an idiot. You don't need that much. So let's talk about sources of caffeine. So obviously we have things like tea and coffee and energy drinks and you can take capsules and they even have gum. So funny enough, caffeine gum is the quickest way to get caffeine into your bloodstream. Um, but when you consume oral caffeine, generally speaking, you're talking 40 to 50 minutes until the body has fully absorbed it. So if I'm drinking my coffee right here, it's going to take about 40 minutes for it to get absorbed into my body. Although, there's a little caveat here for energy drinks. So what we have seen with energy drinks is that there may actually be a limit in the time it takes for caffeine to get into the bloodstream. Like it might be a little bit longer. There's a lot of study going on here. I'm not a big energy drink person. Um, but if you're picking one, like where am I going to get the most caffeine from? You're probably better off going with coffee, tea, or the, or gum, or even capsules. So let's wrap this up. What have we learned? One, caffeine is safe to consume. Two, caffeine may improve some cardiovascular function and show some preventive abilities. At the least, it's not found to be damaging to your health. Number three, caffeine improves muscular contraction, aerobic and anaerobic function, and cognitive function. It's beautiful. Number four, caffeine dosage, highly individualized, but start with one to two cups of coffee or a couple hundred milligrams to see how you tolerate that dose. Do this 45 to 60 minutes before exercise or something important and boom, there's your benefit. Lastly, try to keep it six to eight hours away from bedtime just to ensure that there's no effect on your sleep. Although again, this is highly individualized, this just seems like the smart option is just keep it a little further away from bedtime so that we're not affecting your sleeping. Boom. That's the quick skinny on caffeine usage. Go forth, brew your coffee, and crush your day. That's all. As always, God bless, be strong, drink your coffee, boys. <laughs>